Hey, what's up? This is TJP, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. You know, the Sherpa, the man who leads you up this mountain, this thing called wrestling. It's ridiculous. We're headed to the peak. But it's never about me. It's always about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You see this man right here. He may not be familiar to you guys because, you know, he's not quite a wrestler. But he is this. He is a writer, a musician, a podcast, a director, a producer. My longest running best friend, period. I know you guys know Lou. Lou came after this man right here. If you guys don't know, now you're about to find out that he is an associate producer for Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's right. He is that man. He was one time known as E-Scorp, but he is my friend, the biggest, the baddest boy around, Antonio Padilla. Hello. Welcome. Or welcome to me anyways. (laughs) I'm so used to being the host here. I'm welcoming people. This isn't even my show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that intro. That was uh, that was lovely. <laughs> great, great energy, man. Great energy. <laughs> Yo, so for a lot of people who don't know, uh, Antonio and I actually have a show that's called Nerds at a Round Table. We just talk a lot about comics and movies and TV news and casting news. And we have TV time where we talk about our favorite TV shows that we're currently watching. It is, it is a trip. If you guys don't get a chance to go check it out, Nerds at a Round Table. Or you can follow us on uh, Twitter at uh, Real Nerds underscore Real Nerds. Real Nerds underscore. Yep. And you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Real Nerds of the Roundtable. Yeah, Cliff's right. We have a podcast, Nerds of the Roundtable. You can watch us on YouTube. You can find us anywhere. If you're listening on the audio, anywhere podcasts are available so you can find us. But yeah, Cliff and I, uh, like you said, man, we've been, I was doing the math right before the show. (laughs) You realize it's, uh, it's what, 25 years? at this point yeah 25 yeah that's how long cliff and i have known each other man it's it's crazy it's crazy but yeah cliff thank you for finally inviting me on your show (laughs) yeah i've been waiting it's funny though because like yeah because when i when i started the show up right like the idea of it was like let's just focus on like wrestlers and talk to them and ask them for advice and like the more like the show progressed i was like dude I have so many weird connections to other people who can help build things to make it better, right? So if you're you're into writing stories, but you're not quite sure how you want a storyline to fit in the wrestling world, I have a friend for that. If you need someone who can help you build a character, I have a friend for that. And I was like, how do I not utilize these connections more often? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's funny. That's funny because when I was talking, when I talked to people that I grew up with or whatever, you know, friends from back home Cliff. um and i talk about like everything i'm doing now it's like it's like yeah i have really cool friends that i've made in the last you know five ten years whether it's musicians or writers or you know just, just actors actresses directors it's crazy like you know who'd have thought like two boys like us from nebraska would end up we're doing what we're doing you know what i mean so it, it's crazy it's i understand exactly what you're going through it's like yeah if i can reach out to someone i know why not 
you know why not yeah so yeah and like even like on the podcast right like we've had like Mm -hmm. like so people know like here on this show like we've had guys who've been on wwe for like 20 plus years and we've had guys who are just starting out in the business as well or in the sport we've had guys who make gear and then we've had guys who like make theme songs like we brought all sorts of different people on the show it's been crazy and even for our podcast like our podcast dude we brought on like one of the coolest youtubers like well two of the coolest youtubers of like oh, yeah. all time like, on our show. and like just those little connections that we're able to use and utilize and like connect with people it's, it's been a trip man so i i think about yeah. like the, the world that we've kind of like we kind of built because like just to be open, like I graduated with a class of 39 kids and some people can't even fathom that idea. Like, yeah, just mind blown by it. And I've known you, like, I mean, you and my, you, and for those who don't know, I have a sister, uh, but y'all was in the same grade together. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. It's like, you know, it, yeah, like you're talking about like how small our classes were. And it's like, you know, you talk to people who came from like, big cities or whatever and they're like wow that's that's a small class like yeah i'm a small town (laughs) but yeah no it's it's i never take for granted sort of how lucky or you know how blessed however you want to say someone like you or i are you know like like you said like we've had so many great people on uh nerds is around table that it's insane you know it's like i'm i still can't believe that we had someone like uh aaron shanky on the show like that's that's insane and you know i was telling the story the other day about how you know brad brad the dc universe geek if you don't know who he is go check him out on youtube he's awesome uh, i was telling the story about how i even like got into contact with him and i was like isn't that crazy that is like the weirdest story ever <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was on the show and like he's still like a great friend you know what i mean like like not even joking like unprompted he sent me a happy birthday message and I was like, yo, thanks, man. Like, thank you. That means a lot to me. So yeah. Shout out to Brad. He's a real one. So yeah, yeah. it's been, yeah, it's, it's, it's been insane. And then like, you know, people are going to ask, they're going to be like, so Uh-oh. why did you bring Cliff, Cliff Rose? Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're good though. You're good. Okay. So people are going to ask, they're going to be like, so why would, you know, Cliff bring on his best friend, on on the show right and, mm-hmm. and it's simple right as i mentioned at the top right he is the associate, he's an associate producer for zach snyder's um justice league and not only that but antonio has put down some serious work and made some serious scripts and de- definitely understands the the idea not only just behind storytelling but like char- character development and character evolutions and one thing in wrestling that we talk about a lot is like when you build your character how do you keep your character fresh and connecting with the audience? And that's why I brought him on was because it's, it's definitely something that he's very familiar with and, and in his works. So that's why I was like, I'm going to bring him on the show because that's what makes sense. So for those who don't know who you are, can you let the people know who is Antonio Padilla? All right. Well, uh, where do we start, Cliff? <laughs> like you said, uh, I'm a writer. I'm a writer first and foremost, a uh, storyteller. I guess this would be more accurate. I've directed a couple of short films, uh, a music video here or there. Um, you know, I, and like like Cliff said, like we, we've been friends for a very long time. He understands that that's my passion. And uh, yeah, like Cliff said, I, you know, an associate producer on a small 
film, little independent film you may have heard of this year, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> but yeah, no, and it's, it's I'm, um, you know, I grew up, my, my first love is comic books and superheroes, right? Uh, I mean, obviously, if you see behind me, look at all this. <laughs> and that's honestly where my passion for storytelling began. You know, like uh, I remember I was two years old, two years old. My father took me to see Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. And that like blew my two-year-old mind, you know. And that's where it started. My fascination with superheroes and comic books in general. But also, like I said, just th the idea of storytelling. Because I was like, you can you can do that? Like people, people get paid to do that? Like that's insane. That's cool. You can create worlds and characters. And like Cliff was saying, he brought me on to talk about character development, story development, how you evolve a character and keep it fresh. And that's something that I really, really try to do, especially if you're doing like long form storytelling and you need to keep your characters, uh, you need to keep evolving them and, and growing them and building them and keep, like you said, keeping things fresh, which is not always easy to do. It's funny, Cliff, I, I put a lot of thought into this episode prior to, because, uh, you know, I knew, I knew you, you were going to invite me. So I started thinking about it, like specifically wrestling. And for those of you who don't know, like I'm, like Cliff said, I'm not a wrestler anymore. Um, <laughs> Cliff and I used to do some, let's say, amateur uh, wrestling back in the day. It, it was backyard. It was backyard, backyard wrestling. Backyard wrestling. <laughs> we used to do that. We did that a while when we were young and stupid <laughs> but um um the thing about that though is that um where was i going with this i lost my train of thought <laughs> okay all right i got it i got it i got it okay so like uh, uh cliff and i we grew up together we did some backyard wrestling i was very much a fan of like wcw wwf then wwe um you know, a little bit of TNA here and there, but like I sort of stopped watching mm, a little over 10 years ago. Uh, I did tune in, like I said, I, I tuned in a little bit when Stephen Amell was doing his thing in WWE, but uh, that, that was about like my only reason. But like, I still remember, I still remember a lot of the stuff from back then, Cliff, like, and, and thinking about it now in preparation for this episode, I started thinking a lot about things they did back in the day in terms of like character arcs and story arcs. And, and like you said, like the thing that I, I remember most and like I, I, I wanna talk about on the show, the thing that it's kind of a trope, right? And almost sort of a cliche at this point in pro wrestling, the idea of turning a face to a heel and then back, you know, like the switch and whatnot. And I get why you do that because it does switch things up and everything, but it's like, I was thinking about it now and how often it happened back in the day. And it's like, I don't know, man, that seems like kind of, kind of a cop out. It just seems like the easy thing to do, you know? Um, and again, like not, not that there's anything wrong with that. And, it, it, but just personally, it feels like there are better ways to keep your audience on their toes. You know what I mean? And it, like, we'll get into that later, but um, yeah, like Cliff was saying, like storyteller, you know, like that, that's always at the forefront of my, of my mind like even music because yeah I've, I've recorded music I write record my own music and music is also just a great form of storytelling it also helps I always tell people music is a great way to it's therapy you know it's a great way to get anything you have sort of pent up just out there just get it just get it out 
And, uh, but yeah, there, there's an element of storytelling to music as well. And it's just, you know, it's like Cliff, Cliff knows this about me. I am very much about moving things forward rather than keeping things stagnant because that's where you run into trouble, whether it's a story or a character. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel, I feel like the other thing about like characters is that like you gotta, you gotta be able to connect with them, right? And I feel like that's something like, yeah. and not just, and not just like, an audience member to a character but the actor to the character as well because if you're if you're trying to do something and you're forcing that in like it doesn't come naturally like there was something about like so recently I've gone through like this big change with my character and I really tried at first right so last year I was like I want to be I want to be this like mercenary type I want to be this hardcore kind of dude who just like lets people know like hey this is who I am and this is why I'm going to come through and blah 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 and it and you and like people who know me could see like right through and was just like yeah cliff that's not that's not cliff right so yeah. recently like i just changed everything on his head and it kind of started with a match that i had with a friend of mine earlier in uh, earlier in the year and it was like i was getting out of the ring and i was like talking with the crowd and like really interacting with him and like joking with him and stuff and then like everybody kind of noticed that like something was like changing a little bit but then like when I dropped his latest promo and I was just like in somebody's face about it. And then like the things, the trinkets that I'm adding to it, like afterwards, like everybody was like, I think that's it. That's, that's exactly how it should go. And one of my friends, my trainer actually was like, this is the most natural I've ever seen you and most comfortable with a character that I've ever seen you do. He's like, I, I think you should take this and just run with it as far as you can go. And I was like, are we there, homie? yeah no you you make a good point like that is something that's always very important about like you know like connecting to a character whether it's the audience or whoever is portraying that character yeah and and you're right because if you're if you don't as the performer if you don't believe the character then no one else is going to believe that character either you know so yeah it, it is there's a very it's very difficult to craft a character that anyone can relate to you know, uh, and I feel like it comes down to motivations. And I remember something that uh, it might have been Benicio del Toro. Um, someone correct me. I'm, I'm doing this like it's our show again. But uh, someone correct me. <laughs> but someone asked him about characters he's played during his career. You know, whether it was villains or whatever. And he said something that stuck with me ever since. And it was, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically what he said is, I don't have to agree with the character. I just have to understand the character. And it's like, ah, okay, I get it. I, that makes everything really clear. It's like, yeah, you don't have to agree with everything the character does or says. You just have to understand why, you know, the understanding the motivation, understanding motivation is key to relating to a character, whether it's the performer or the audience, you know, that's something that even villains, you know, and I feel like that's kind of the slippery slope you get into with villains is if you make them too relatable, then people are more or less rooting for the villain. And again, like nothing wrong with that, but you know, there's, there's a point where I don't know, there's a point where the, the villain stops being a villain and becomes more of an uh anti-hero you know what i mean so it's a it's it's tricky it's tricky but yeah you're right cliff it 
And, you know, I did, <laughs> I'm glad you said something because I, I didn't want to say anything, but, you know, I, I, I watched some of your stuff back in the day and I was like, this is a cool idea for a character. I'm just not sure if Cliff's heart is in it because, you know, I was watching the way you were selling it when I was like, I don't know, man. But I didn't want to say anything because, you know, you're my boy. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to find his footing. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely that. And then, like, a lot of people, like, ask, like, different questions. Like, like why did I choose? Like, first, like, the, my favorite question is, is why the red dog? And I just tell everybody, I was like, listen, man, I'm just going to be honest. My name's Clifford. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. that's just what starts it. And everybody's like, oh, I get it. I get it now. I was like, <laughs> yeah. and then people ask, like, well, why the mercenary? I was like, well, I was military. I'm like, oh, like. Yeah. So why black and red? I was like, because I like Deadpool. <laughs> there's like, there's a reason for everything. I mean, other than the fact that my name was Red Dog, like, and it only made sense to wear red and black. But yeah, there's a reason for everything. But I was like, I'm just not gonna like spell it out for people. Like, just you can ask, but yeah. you'll know the answer as soon as you ask it. It just makes sense. And then it's like, okay. and then how do I, how do I make it my own? Well, I, me personally, like everybody knows, like once you get to know me, like I don't shut up. Like I'm just the complete, like I'm a complete tool and a complete dick. And I'm just like, yeah, I was like, and this is exactly how I'm going to be cranked up to 10. Like, yeah, I was like, and I want, I want people to be able to connect with that. Cause you know, I can, I could be that guy that's like, Hey, you know, like I'm, this is me, the red dog ready to take command. But why? I was like, I want to be like, I want to be that character, like a Joker type or like, or like Deadpool, like I said, right? Or even just uh, a Killmonger, right? Just a character yeah. that you just, you connect to. And even though he's the bad guy, people are like, I, I kind of like him though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And like, you know, it makes a lot of sense to me, you know, just, just, it, you know, I saw, I saw the character, you know, mercenary type. I was like, that makes sense. Cliff was in the military. That makes sense. Like you were saying, like everything about it made sense where it came from. Especially since, like, you know, I know you. I know I've known you my whole life at this point. But yeah, no, like it, everything made sense, and that's sort of the thing about storytelling. Like everything has to have its own internal logic, right? Everything has to have make sense. It has to come from somewhere. Like you can't have anything that's superfluous, you know. Like if something is just there, just to look cool or to sound cool or whatever it's like yeah maybe it's cool but if there's no real purpose for it there just go ahead and just cut that out you know what i mean yeah i always joke about it too where i was like um <laughs> i was talking about i was like uh everything everything that's like getting added to it if it makes it look cool great i'm gonna stick with it but um like i wear a mask now but i don't wear it to the ring i wear you know it's there, but I don't, I don't wear it to the, to, I don't wear it in a match. I just wear it like to the ring. And uh, they're like, well, why would you want a mask? I was like, easy. Because the moment that the realization that is the moment that that mask comes off, the shutting up does not end. It just goes. <laughs> like, I, I think about it because, okay, so full, full transparency for everybody. Uh, we covered this and I know this episode is going to come out way after something that we've talked about already, but it's similar to how we talked about, um, army of the dead right i want everything in my gear and as well as me to have multiple storylines but they all make sense and people just like mm-hmm. flow with it and so it's something that like i've i've like worked and trinked and, ch- and clicked and pushed and then threw out and broken and reassembled so i'm like <laughs> everything has to make sense for the audience to be like oh he has 
pretty much everything on his on like you can see it just everything that's there you know from the tattoos to the the, the gear to his boots to the mask the hat everything because it's going to say something and it, and then i'll be real too the other reason why i wanted to go with the red dog is because everybody from my elementary to my junior high i know you guys used to make fun of me and i remember how you guys used to make fun of me and i just want everything with my name on it to say a red dog <laughs> It's That's... a bitter thing, like getting bullied all through <laughs> elementary school and then just being like, I know, I know, I know. And the great joke is that now when you talk about me, you're going to be like, ah, yeah, you see what Cliff does now? Yeah, he calls himself Red Dog. We totally just, we, 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 we messed that up pretty bad. <laughs> no, and like, that, dude, that itself is a story arc. You know, like talking, talking about story arcs, like that itself, you took something that people used against you like mocked you made fun of you and you owned it and now that's your that's your brand man that's your thing like that's what you're using to to make a living off of like yeah what a great way to throw it back in the faces of all those people that made fun of you you know what i mean like that's that's fantastic man you can't write that i mean you can but like for it to to play out in real life like that like that's the stuff that you know awards are made out of so (laughs) I can't wait. I can't That's wait. To do that. And and the Red Dog Lifetime Achievement Award will go to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We're, we're laughing about it now, but you just wait. Just One wait. day. <laughs> <laughs> One day. It was funny because like I was working out and my trainer like happened to look up and he saw the the because like on our screen, we have like our names that'll pop up and mine just says Red Dog. He's like, yeah, why do you have Red Dog on everything? I was like, it's I have Red Dog on everything. The same reason why Oprah has a, her name on everything. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm there. Yep. <laughs> but yep. uh, all right. So we did establish that you were a wrestling fan. So I'm just curious, like, who were some of your favorite wrestlers and why were they your favorites? Oh, man, this is funny because uh, uh over on nerds so for anybody who doesn't know over on nerds is around table we do a we do a a series called uh, secret origin right where that's where we bring on guests from uh, the industry whether it's writers directors youtubers actor actors actors like whoever whoever you know uh and we recent i think it's still our most recent episode of that series where i had um fellow filmmaker uh, Alicia McClendon on there and we started talking about wrestling right because again it's a common threat it's, it's just weird you find commonalities with these people whether it's grew up as a fan of wrestling right uh video games or you know even just like the same taste in music or movies or whatever it's it's bizarre makes sense but it's weird when you first confronted with it uh so her and I started talking about wrestling and how we kind of grew up like that was our thing right and her and I started discussing like who was our favorite and the funny thing was, Cliff, and again, I don't know if you saw that episode or not, because Cliff was not on that episode. Um, but she asked me, and I was like, oh, right away, Jeff Hardy. And she immediately was like, Jeff Hardy was my favorite, too. And I'm like, <laughs> there it is. There it is. And we went on a whole thing about, like, why he was our favorite, right? Because, like, the high flying, right? Just the the risk taking he took. And it's it's admirable, you know, and I mean, like, I know, like, we all know now that, you know, he, he struggled with, like, addiction and whatnot, but it's, like, that doesn't diminish everything he did, you know, it's, like, honestly, it makes it even more, like, 
astonishing that he he still took those risks and like put his life on the line every 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 time he entered the ring you know and you know cliff and i talked about this over on nerds where it's like there are people who will uh criticize us and make fun of us like oh you guys like wrestling you know it's fake right and we're like yeah but that doesn't mean that these people who do it there's still a risk and like you still it still requires a level of athleticism to do it and like you know like it it, sure (laughs) the matches might be predetermined or whatever but that doesn't mean these people aren't out here like breaking their backs every night for your entertainment so it's like screw you like you want to make fun of like pro wrestlers like these guys were putting their lives on the line every night for the entertainment of millions of people around the world like get out of here with that you know what i mean but like that's that's sort of the thing about like jeff hardy is like just seeing him take all those risks right like jumping off of ladders through tables and like you know and still like like hurting himself every time he did it but still finding it inside of him to like get back up and and do it again. It's like that always blew me away. Like when I was growing up and even more so as an adult, when I realized like, yeah, it's not easy to do that. (laughs) You know, especially the older you get, the older you get, it gets harder to do that. So no. Yeah. Like Jeff Hardy was always one of my favorite. I was always a fan of like the high flyers, you know, that like even like the luchadors, like uh, Rey Mysterio, uh, La Parca, guys like that you know but like um i mean i always had an affinity for like triple h because like his work ethic man like to this day we talk about like you know probably one of the hardest working wrestlers in all the wwe you know or, or at least back then like i again i sort of lost track i don't know what's going on in the <laughs> wwe right now but back in the day man like watching triple h like just work do the work over and over every night like that was admirable, you know. Um, and Cliff, come on, man! Like you and I are both '90s boys. We grew up in the '90s. Obviously, like Degeneration X, that was my thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to come in when you introduced me. I wanted to come in doing it, but, but I was like, not enough room in here for me to come in with that kind of energy. So, <laughs> but yeah, man, I was a big, uh, big into the the Attitude Era. Of WW again WWF back in the day, but WWE now. Yeah, but yeah, that's made that crazy transition. Yeah, made that crazy yeah. transition in there. You know, it, it's funny, man, because you bring up like Triple H, who like not he doesn't actively compete still, compete still. Mm-hmm. Like he's still like he does every once in a while. He'll come back for a match or two. But yeah, you're right though, man. Like a guy like like Hunter, right? Just the way his work ethic is, it's ridiculous, and like he continues yeah. to like put in work and his character continues to like change even now like the game like whether he's you know um you know the guy that's hired to you know knock somebody out or be a commissioner or just come back in is have one more match or it's kind of whatever you know get pulled Mm -hmm. out of retirement because you know dave batista is dragging around his best friend rick flair across the floor (laughs) like there's there's all sorts of like crazy stuff like happens but then like you're right like jeff hardy is definitely one of those guys that you look at and you're like damn dude like a guy who you know even though he's still like he's still you know always in a recovery process of like substance abuse like he's always the guy that's like when he's in the ring telling stories you're always paying attention because you know what's going to happen but 
you're still excited to see him like it was the first time you saw him you know back in the 90s because even now like man he's still wrestling now and he's still doing it at a really high level and it's like bro like I know like from your shoulder injury to your knee injury from like 18 and 19 like you're still doing this man and it is insane to think about (laughs) it is yeah it's it's nuts like uh, the amount of times like p- these people get in like I, again like talking about triple h i remember i don't remember what year it was but like he suffered like a real bad injury like and i'm sure you know what i'm talking about like and they even like sort of documented his road to recovery and then like his big like comeback that year was like this big thing that everybody celebrated because it, it is it's hard for these guys to to go out there and put their lives on put their health and their safety on the line like that and so like you're rooting for them to to come out of it on the other side and be okay you know it's it's that's a form of storytelling and that's real life you know like the injuries are not fake that's real i mean unless it's a, a story thing where it's like oh they've been injured and they're they're gonna take some time off but really it's because you know Dwayne Johnson had to go film the rundown or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> like that's, that's obviously a fake injury, you know, storyline or whatever. But like, you know, like I said, like, I remember that when Triple H was injured and like they were, they, it was almost documentary style where they were presenting you with like, well, here he is. This is the stage of his recovery. And, you know, he's in physical rehab right now. And just, I remember just everybody sort of rallied behind him. You know, we were all cheering, rooting him on, waiting for him to come back. And he came back and he was awesome. Like, yeah, yeah it, it, it's nuts. So for those who those who don't know, like what we're talking about, or even for those who do, it's just nice to kind of remember. We're talking about the quad mm-hmm. injury that he had, that he, yeah. the quad tear. And he had that surgery. And I remember like every, after the, after the surgery, I remember like every two weeks, every week, they would do like, the update report on what's going on with triple and i remember they they, they stopped doing it after like three months and i feel like mm-hmm. they kind of knew like all right we're gonna engage him he's probably gonna be back in about like eight months so we just won't say anything and no surprise fans but i remember like them taking the angle of like the ruler and like bending it and then like straightening back out and then showing like how far like the progression was going of like him being able to walk again and you're yeah. right man it was it is it, it is one thing that's that's very that's very true about fans of just media in general like we're all huge fans of comeback stories it doesn't matter even if it's oh, yeah. wrestling or you're talking about in movies right so you know everybody's talking about like they love they love endgame because it felt like a comeback story for the avengers or they love the mighty ducks because it's a comeback story for the ducks right they, they, they love all these like aspects of it they love the justice league right because oh god what are they gonna do they're going to come back and defeat the guy. <laughs> like everybody loves a comeback story. And then in a real life situation, you look at people like, um, God, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, like Nancy Kerrigan, when she got injured in the nineties with the, uh, yeah. with the crowbar incident, right. Or the, the pipe incident. And people yeah. were waiting for her to come back. They were like, come back. Yeah. She's going to do it. And, you know, and she did. Nancy Kerrigan, we love you. But it's, yeah. it's just crazy thing. Or you see someone like, like um, Robert Downey Jr. Who like had yeah. his huge addiction and just tanked his career, went to prison and then came back and did Iron Man. And now no one can ever think about like Tony Stark's being played by anybody other than Robert Downey Jr. It's, you think about yeah. those things, man. It's like, it's crazy. And we're all fans of it because we just want to see people succeed in life. We just naturally want to see that happen. 
there might be some people out there who are like, I don't give a fuck if they fail or not, but that's that's neither here nor there. But for the majority of us, we love good comeback stories. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's funny because like, you know, we were talking about it over on on Nerds of the Round Table. We were even talking about how 2021 is kind of Zack Snyder's year. You know, again, not to not to keep bringing it back around, but it's like, you know, everything that happened to him back in 2017 and like how horrible that was, and for him to sort of see this vindication what with Zack Snyder's Justice League coming out and it being the big success that 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 it is and continues to be and then like back to back right off of that he had Army of the Dead which is like the biggest movie Netflix has ever had you know what I mean so it's like good for you man like yeah like that's what we were all rooting for you know and so you're right like it's it's the thing where someone who sort of suffers all these terrible losses and like people just keep wanting to beat them down right and to see that person never give up and sort of just persevere and keep pushing and keep pushing and then to come back and 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 win you know it's it's inspiring so you know that's why i sort of i keep talking about zach you know and again like it's like i know everybody's like well it's just because you have this connection it's like yeah, but even if I didn't, I probably still would, you know, because again, it's it's a great, it's just that great story because it's like, he didn't deserve any of that terrible stuff that happened. He really didn't. And so for him to sort of experience what he has this year, it's like, that's, you know, that's a story in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, and, and for those who don't know, like, go check it out. Um, you can actually check out the episodes too, Nerds Around Table with, um, I think we called it the uh, it was the release of Sna- uh, Snyderverse uh, episode. Massive, the whole deep dive into it. Um, it was a great episode. Actually, you did it by yourself, and it was like like I was listening to it the whole time, and I was wrapped up, and I was like, man, this is insane. Like some of the stuff that was going on. So if you guys don't know, go check that episode out. It's very cool. But I do have to ask, man, what inspired you to start writing your first script? My first script. This is uh, this is actually an interesting story. I remember the first script that I ever wrote, believe it or not, was it wasn't even like a screenplay, like for a movie. It was a radio play. Like that's how you know I was a kid. I was a child. I think it was either in the third grade or the fourth grade, and it, I wrote it in between like lessons, you know, because I would finish my work real fast. And then I was just bored in between. So I was, I was thinking about stuff that I wanted to, to do just to keep myself busy. So I started writing a radio play. <laughs> Again, like, because that's just whatever reason. I was a kid and I thought, oh, that'd be a cool thing, right? And I was very inspired by just old school pulp detective stories like Dick Tracy or, you know, stuff like that. And because like you know as a kid like that's cool that's cool stuff you know you grow up watching like you know like for me you know growing up watching uh bogey or cagney with my grandpa and my grandma and i was always interested in those kind of like film noir detective stories um and again it was just that thing where i was a kid and like that those old movies and like coupled with like pulp detective stories like dick tracy or, or even the shadow if you want um and I wanted to write that. I wanted to write something like that. So I would sit there in, and again, I, I don't even remember how old I was, seven. Um, 
I would just sit there and I was writing it in my notebook on paper, right? Pen and paper. And I would write it out, you know, like there's direction and then uh, dialogue and then character descriptions, dialogue. And, you know, I, I didn't know how to write a script back then. I was making it up as I went along. Uh, and the weird thing is <laughs> when I was older and I saw how scripts are actually written, I wasn't that far off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It wasn't that far off. Um, but yeah, so I, I would sit there and write it and, you know, and again, like, I'm sure if I, I don't know where it is, that thing's probably sitting in a landfill somewhere at this point. But if I, if I found it and I was to look at it now, I'm sure I'd be really critical of it and harsh. Like there's no real story arc here. This is just a collection of really, of just, of ideas, you know? And I'm sure that like, you know, me looking at it, I'd be like, well, there's, there's something here. It just needs to be more cohesive. But yeah, that was the first thing I ever wrote. Um, but the inspiration is it really was just the desire to tell a story, a story that I, I would want to, to, to experience. And I thought maybe other people might want to. And it was funny because I would, I would show other kids in my class, you know, because they would be like, what are you, what are you writing? And but I was just this dumb detective thing. And they would ask, can I see it? And I'm like, sure. And I'd let them read it. And I remember there was one kid um, who I won't name because I think you and I both know this person, <laughs> um, but I won't name him. He, it was funny because he actually gave me a couple like ideas. He was like, hey, what about this? Like, what if he has this friend who does this? And I was like, you know, that's a pretty good idea. I'll put that in here. And I did. <laughs> it was a thing. And uh, honestly, that was where I sort of learned. And again, like I learned all this really young but I learned the importance of collaboration, you know, and Cliff, you know, like you and I collaborated on a couple things that I, that I worked on. And, but that was sort of the start of it. Cause I, I understood immediately like, Oh, someone else might be able to look at something I'm working on and say, Hey, maybe try this here. And it could work. It could end up being the saving grace of the whole thing. So, and so that's where, you know, Again, at a very early age, I was writing and learning all these lessons about like collaboration and not not shutting out other other people's ideas right away, just because just because it's your your vision or whatever, it's your vision, it's your idea. That doesn't mean other people can't come in with a fresh set of eyes and see something. You know, they might notice something you you missed, and then they'll be like, "Hey, this is uh, this might not be the best idea," you know, and then you go back and look at it and like oh, you're right, that would be really bad. So then you go back and change it, right? Or they say, hey, this is great, but you have no payoff for that. So maybe over here, you do this. And then you're like, oh yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense. So yeah, man, like uh, just wanting to tell stories, man. That's, that's always been my inspiration for anything I do. Whether it's writing, writing stories, short stories, scripts, screenplays, uh, directing, music, it, it, it always comes from a place of just wanting to tell a story, a story that I think is interesting and that I think other people might find interesting as well. So. Well, you bring up like a lot of great points, right? Like it came off of like an inspiration from a set item, right? So like radio broadcasts, I had mentioned like Dick, like Dick Tracy. For those of you who don't know, please go do some research. Google it. It's it, Dick Tracy's so lit. Anyway, but you talk oh, about yeah. like the inspiration of the idea that it came from and then you kind of like built up like a world around it and then 
then you talk about collaborations like those are like all three massive things because you know you you've hit all the great points and it's like when um because like for me I know like one thing that I've kind of had struggles with was the idea that everybody kept telling me that I wasn't and it was like I don't know when I first started trying out the character that I was like really working with I kept getting told like that's not how the character would talk I'm like hmm this is my character this is how I talk (laughs) like and I was like I'll try it your way but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it's fine. Yeah. I was like, but at least we gave it a, the college try. Um, yeah. But you're right. Like collaboration is huge because everybody's going to have an idea and something's going to make, something's going to click. Right. I know I've had other people kick ideas out to me that like, like my character was like brainwashed and like, now he's like winter soldier-ish. And I was like, I, it's not kind of what I'm looking for, but <laughs> I, like the idea. I like the idea like the premise of where it could go in the future that could be something but I was like yeah. right now I was like establishing how fucking crazy this dude is it's definitely gonna have to be the be the way that it works um yeah but yeah and you- I, I like that I like that you were saying it's like that idea because it's not a bad idea but it's like yeah maybe save that for later you know because you because you could always use that as you're out right like if if you decide like I don't know Cliff are you face or are you heel? So currently my character is kind of a tweener. He's not really face. He's not heel. He's he's an anti This is where this is where it comes in handy because if at one po- some point down the line you want to make a definitive face or heel, you can always use that as your explanation as to what it is. You know mm-hmm. as to why. So it's like yeah, it's like yeah, like maybe you someone tosses you an idea and it's like that's a good idea. I don't know if we're going to use it right now, but, you know, save, you know, like Beetlejuice, <laughs> save that guy for later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's always a chance you could use it some other, some other time, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I always try to be open to other people's ideas. And like you're saying, it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, mm, I don't know. We'll give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see if it works. Like we'll do it the way, the way it's written or whatever and then uh and then you know we'll give it a shot the way you said and we'll see which one works because you you don't really know until you're there you know what i'm saying so yeah and it and it's something i was told is like yeah like if i want to be that serious guy like yeah it'll fit but if i want to do this i i'm a lot more comfortable with this and they're like all right well let's let's give that a go we'll see what happens and the, the yeah. more like I started kicking the only and I and this is one thing that I really kind of wanted to touch with you on too because uh, it kind of goes into my next question is about developing character and like keeping involved right so it's it's kind of like establishing the why like why yeah. does your character do this or why does he want to do that like you and you had mentioned earlier about understanding your character and really like yeah. deriving like the point of who he is or what who who she is you know because I know we have female wrestlers yeah who they are and and how they're getting to their next destination and it's one thing i was very curious i want to talk to you about is like when you develop your character like what do you look for to um evolve that character to the next level this is uh this is a good question because this is a thing a lot of writers or creatives sort of miss a lot in in terms of character character development so Aside from developing a great backstory or history for your character, right? Because that will inform everything about your character, like why they do what they do, 
the choices that they make, right? Like everything revolves on history and past. But also the thing you need to ask yourself about a character, specifically about character, two things. What do they want and what do they need, right? So and I'm going to boil everything down to its basic thing, right? Like for, if you're a wrestler and your character, like what do they want? Again, this is very basic because I don't know what your character wants, whatever. but like say a character wants to be the world heavyweight champion, right? That's what he wants. So that's what he's trying. That's what he's going after. That's his motivation. But what does that character need? You know what I mean? Like maybe that's not what this character needs to, f- to feel complete. Maybe what they need is instead of winning that title, instead of winning that belt, right? Maybe it's just, you know, it's the Rocky thing, right? Maybe it's just to prove to people, to prove to the world that they can go the distance and the victory isn't really what they need. You know, maybe it's just getting to the championship match, right? And going the distance, right? Like not getting knocked, you know, pinned in like three minutes. Maybe it's having the biggest the biggest knockdown drag out fight the world has ever seen and the world is rooting against you at the start but by the time it's over you've won the audience over because you've proven that you have what it takes maybe you didn't win but you gave them a show they weren't expecting you know so again it's it's want versus need you know and that that will always make the biggest difference in terms of developing your character the idea that what they want, they realize that's not what they need. That's not what they needed, you know? That's always, that's always something that I'm, I'm always looking at in terms of character development. And again, like, uh, this goes back to a script I was working on for a project that I know I spoke to you about, and I men- I've mentioned it vaguely on Nerds of the Roundtable podcast, but it was a, a script I was working on for a project where I had three main protagonists right and one of them was their motivations were it's like what do I want well I want to be the best I want to be the best whoever did who has ever done this thing right but the lesson they need to learn is that being the best isn't isn't going to fulfill them the way that they thought it would what they need are is to be surrounded by other people that will make them better than they are. You know what I mean? And so the sort of the lesson, and again, like I can't really get into it because I don't know how much I can talk about at this point, but the idea, it's like a competition, right? So it's kind of like wrestling, right? It's a competition, everybody's competing in it. And this person wants to be the best in the competition, but they sort of in the final, the climax of the thing, they realize that it's like, well, during this whole thing, as much as of, of a snob as I've been to everybody and wanting to be the best, I realized that these other people have been looking out for me and they've been elevating me. So I need to make a choice right now. Do I continue down the path of wanting to be the best and winning this thing and sacrificing the friends and family that I've made this whole time? You know? And that's what it all comes down to. It comes down to choices, the choices that these characters make in the pursuit of what they want versus what they need, you know? So. Oh, that's great, man. I, I like it, you know? And it's, it's, 
We could talk more offline about like what I want, what I need. Cause I'm gonna talk about oh, it sure, here. Sure. Cause all you for guys sure. know, you don't deserve to know that. That's not how this works. Oh. That's not spoilers. how this works. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> you get no spoilers. There's nothing no there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like oh man, so we did an episode, and I was so worried that I was gonna I was gonna talk about things that happened with a certain movie that we covered, and I was like, oh. <laughs> stop i just taught myself so many so so we've talked about like the the, your character needs to have a want and also has to have like a need right of what to balance themselves out so as like the need or the want changes and what they need has to keep evolving with what that want is so like for me i know like my first thing was like i just wanted to get into a pro wrestling ring that's just what i wanted and then i got there and i realized like kind of need this <laughs> you know? like just and that's just that's, that's, that's me that's me shooting on it that's just me being real that's not even yeah. like that's not even my character that's just me <laughs> oh, yeah yeah I, you know and i was gonna say it's like that <laughs> you know what i'm talking about is like story you know story story but like you know your real life <laughs> is very different yeah you know? like yeah sometimes you want and your need are the same thing so yeah, it's been that's been it's been like crazy because I was thinking about this too the other day. I was like, and and it's something I just like recently uh, learned right through like a video, and it was something that actually Dave Batista said was um, he's just like, I just want people to remember me that I enjoyed everything I did in my life, and I went for everything I wanted in my life, and I'm like, dude, that's that's exactly the journey that I'm on. Like that's the journey I've been on. Like yeah everything i've done in my life i'm like yo dude like that's my why that's my why i want people to look back i want my daughter to look back and be like you know like there was not a thing that my dad looked and said you know what he's gonna do it (laughs) he wants to do it It, i remember because i remember as a kid and you can attest to this like that one time i wanted to be like a pro football player and i want to be a pro basketball player and i realized it was like those aren't those are just things I, I think are cool, but that's not me. That's not what I want to do. I was like, what I want to do is I want to get into wrestling. Like I've been a pro wrestling fan forever. <laughs> and yeah. from, from our backyards to the, to, to the current rings that I'm in now, like, I was like, yo, like I've, I, I realized like I've, I've achieved my dream of being a pro wrestler or getting into the ring and being a wrestler. And it, even if it, even you want to call it an indie wrestler, I don't really care. All right. Um, but just getting into a ring in front of people and performing, like that's, that was my goal. Now, like now I've actually hit my dream. It's like, all right, well now I gotta, I gotta dream bigger. And that's, you know, for me now that's my want and how do I, I got to find my need too <laughs> to get there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that look, that is like the perfect way to explain like how to keep your character evolving. Right. Cause like, and, and that's just you talking about your real life, but like that can, that can be your character that, that can inform how you develop a character because you know, you have your first story and this goes into like we'll talk about like movie sequels or tv seasons right you always have to have another goal right so like even after they've achieved whatever they have previously all right we're going into another one all right so what do they want this time what do they need this time it's again it, it changes but you can't forget where they came from and what they've already achieved what they've already accomplished and yeah just it's just like in real life man you know you learn a lesson and you're like okay I have to keep that in mind while I move forward. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, 
it's yeah it is very much like real life but you know storytelling obviously is much more drama dramatized you know it's it's and romanticized if we're being honest (laughs) but no it's crazy because like you know talking about you know you realize like I do remember like you know in high school you played football you played basketball you did you did uh wrestling in high school I mean you know Greco-Roman wrestling but (laughs) and 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 I remember like you doing all that and and you know even I was like I don't know if that's for Cliff though you know, like I, I understand you. I understood you enjoyed it, but even I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's what he's meant to be doing. You know, and it's likewise like me. Like I know I went through phases where I was like, you know, uh, I want to do this, I want to do that, or whatever. Like you know, but at some point it all comes back around to what is the thing I love? What is the thing I really want to do? And for me, it's it's storytelling whether it's filmmaking or music, you know, just being creative. Like that's the thing I love and wrestling, you know, we're talking about it. Obviously there's creative elements to that as well. So it's like, it's funny cliff. Cause I recently met someone, uh, a fellow storyteller filmmaker. And, you know, it, just like anytime you meet someone new, you start talking to them and you want to get to know more about them. We got around to the question, like, so why do you want to do this? Why do you want to, why do you want to make films? Why do you want to tell stories? And this person's answer was the exact same answer as mine, which made me like smile so big. Uh, but the answer was, well, and again, this is 100% my answer. It was, well, I want to, I just want to tell stories, create worlds. And if I can distract people from whatever problems they might be experiencing in real life, whether it's stress from their job or family trouble or whatever, if we can distract them for two hours at a time and give them some enjoyment that's really all we want and that's really all I want you know what I mean like if I because I understand what it's like you know for people who may not have the best home life whether you're a young person a young kid in school because that's what it was for me in school like Cliff you know I was picked on and ridiculed and made fun of for loving the things I loved superheroes comic books but those were my escape you know what I mean? Like I would go home and, and read my comic books. There's always a stack of comics on the table and I would just start reading them or Cliff, you'll remember this man after school, Batman, the animated series, X-Men, Spider-Man. I would sit there and watch those and just escape into those stories. And that's what I want to do for other generations of kids or, or even adults, you know, like I said, like maybe your job sucks, right? And you just want to kind of forget about it for a couple hours. If I can help you forget about it for a couple of hours, that's what I want to do, you know? Yeah, that's I it. Remember, I'm not even going to front. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I, I have to bring this up because I remember being reading one of your one of your pieces before and people are going to, whatever it is at this point, but your right. Batman high school origin story yeah. was like one of my favorite things like I've ever read in my life. And like, it kept me trapped in the world and I remember like you and I like collabing a little bit back and forth here on there on the subject, but I just remember like so much of it was written out and I was like, dude, like this makes 100% sense and it's something that needs to happen. So I was like, this is a story that like can get told and you can just paint a world. And it, it, that's, that is something that you are very, very good at. It's just like you, you painted this picture and then you just developed this whole entire world. And I just remember being lost in it and I remember reading and just 
feeling like I was Bruce Wayne in high school. And I was like, I'm whooping everybody's ass. <laughs> just getting done. Well, thank you, Cliff. That means a lot to me. And I mean, like, I know you've sort of complimented me on it a bunch in the past, but it's still just like, like, it means a lot to me. Cause yeah, like that is, that's the one I was hinting at earlier. It's like, I was writing that and Cliff was the guy who I'd be like, Hey man, like check this out. Like, what do you think here? Like, do you have any ideas for this? And Cliff would help me out. But yeah, it's like, I would always just sort of let him read it, you know? And uh, like, he was, he was sort of the first to tell me stuff like that. Like, yo, man, the way you describe this stuff is, is insane. You know, it feels like I'm there. And I remember there was a script I wrote after that and I let someone else read it. And they sort of said the same thing too. They were like, this passage right here is so descriptive, man. <laughs> like I, I can picture it so perfectly in my head. And I think like, yeah, after that, I was like, okay, I think I, I think I found what I'm really good at here. <laughs> so yeah thanks cliff thank you i was like i said i've always been i've always been like appreciative like all the writings that you put together and then like the world character character building and the world development that you've had isn't it's been something i've always been like damn dude like this is some shit that has to get done it has to be put together because like there's just no one out there that is gonna have your vision i'm gonna tell something the way you want to tell it and i feel like you know, you, like, you specifically just have, like, this, this knack of just being able to put a world in the, in the picture, in the picture that you have in somebody's mind, it just locks in, so when I think of, like, how you develop your characters, and, you know, like you just said, like, it's so weird, because I never thought about that, as far as, like, a want and need kind of process, I've always understood as, like, who, what, where, when, and why, and then how your character is going to get there, and then, like, you just put it out there, like, your character has to have a want and your character has to have a need and you just got to understand like what that is and then balance it out. I was like, yo, we're like, I see it in my face. And then like, as we're talking, like the whole world is like building around me. So when people see me, if I'm drifting off and I'm looking at the place, it's because <laughs> I see like what my character is looking at. And I was like, bro, like the things I start thinking about, I'm like, this is going to be ridiculous. Like the things I could come up with on this, on this like journey that i'm about to put myself on is is, is wild and it, it's just because a little like ideas like that like it's things that you say and i'm just like man this is to be crazy my last question my last heavy hitting question for you though is going to be right. what is so we've already kind of talked about the, the wants and needs but what is some more advice that you would give to people who are trying to evolve their characters because you just actually you mentioned it too when you're talking about doing sequels the next seasons <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that, that really is, a, that, that's, that, that kind of is like the best advice I can give you is to keep evolving your character. Like never forget where they came from, never forget the lessons they learned previously, but then you have to build on top of that. Okay, so they've achieved this. Where do they go from here? What, now, what do they want? Now, what do they need? You know, so you have to always keep in mind where they came from, right? Never forget the lessons they've learned and all the hardships they've gone through and then progress them in a way that makes the most sense, you know, and that can, that can also mean, again, like we talked about the switch from face to heel or heel to face, you know, uh, one of the best things that I can sort of give, 
and it goes back you know i was talking about like it kind of become became a trope in like the 90s and early 2000s of like the the face to heel or the heel to face switch but it can make sense like say you're a heel right and your whole story arc is uh learning something that you thought was true that wasn't true right and that can inform the reason why they might switch from a heel to a face because how do they react to the 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 realization that what was driving them was a lie right how do they react to that and how does it inform who they who they are and who they're going to be moving forward you know and likewise with with a with a face maybe what made them such a, a likable person ended up being a lie. And again, and again, that, that doesn't necessarily have to result in them becoming a heel, but it can't, again, that can be your reasoning for it. But also, if you're a face, right, and your whole character, your motivation or whatever is built on an idea or an event that they believe so much was true and you find out it's not true. This is how you can test their integrity as a face, as a hero character, right? Like, how do they react to learning that something so integral to the core of their character was a lie, right? Like, how do you react? Like, someone, someone else said this so much better than I ever could. Like, um, you know, how, how did they phrase it? I'm paraphrasing here, but like, a person is not made in dwelling on the past or fearing the future. A hero is made in the moment. You know what I mean? So it's like the idea that how they react in the face of doubt or uncertainty will always inform how they move forward. You know? So, yeah, like the, the idea is always to find something that will inform the journey moving forward after a certain chapter has come to an end you know i mean <laughs> it should go without saying make it make sense <laughs> you know <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's just for anyone who's just like oh i'm just gonna do the most random thing and look sometimes that can work sometimes but try and give whatever you're doing a sense of verisimilitude and if you don't know what that word means, that is essentially uh, a built-in logic. Everything has to have its own built-in logic. Like, let's take it back to uh, let's take it back to Superman, right? Everything about Superman has to have its own built-in logic. Like kryptonite. What is kryptonite? Why why does it weaken him? Well, it's radioactive pieces of his home world. It's like, oh, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, you can't just present something and be like. This is it. This is why. It has to have a built-in logic. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, with that being said, we're going to move on to the second best segment of the Three Count Podcast because the first best segment is the Red Dogs Power Ranking that you can find every Sunday on the Three Count Podcast, the base show. And this is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions, and Mr. Escorp a.k.a. Antonio Padilla. This is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And, uh, yeah, whatever first answer comes to mind, that's your answer. 
All right, let's do it. All right, let's play the game. We're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And here we go. Jedi or Sith? Jedi. Favorite movie? The Matrix. Would you rather be a good guy or a bad guy? Come on, man. I'm, I'm a good guy. <laughs> Favorite you know guy. this, bro. You know I know. This. I know all the answers. They don't. So. Yeah, yeah. Favorite color? Green. Night owl or early bird? Oof. That's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, in terms of work, work ethic, I'm an early bird. But in terms of like personal preference, personal life, night owl for sure. Yeah. My, actually, you know, it's funny. My wife asked me the same question. I was like, uh, I'm all there. <laughs> like I can get up at 6am and I'm like, Let's I, mean, go. I mean, I guess that's my answer too. I'm, I'm sort of an all there. I do all of it. All right. Favorite actor. Oh boy. Um, again, this is a tough one, man. Like there are so many, if I'm talking like currently, currently, yeah, let's go with it. Probably Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. But like of all time, like, come on, like the greats, Brando, Olivier, De Niro, Christian Bale. That dude's awesome. <laughs> that dude's <is> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask this question anyway. I know this answer, but Marvel or DC? DC. But that doesn't mean I don't like Marvel. Come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> come for me in the chat, everybody. I do appreciate Marvel. Cliff can attest it. I grew up on Marvel. Marvel's the only thing we got through through high school. So, <laughs> favorite podcast? Oh, come on, Cliff. You yep. you know the answer. Everybody knows the answer to this. Yep. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. No, I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I, I I love Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, but no, come on, Nerds of the Round Table. Nerds of the Round Table. I w- I am going to give a shout out to the three count though. It's it's a close race. It's very close so i'm very curious because i don't know the answer to this question but i'm going to ask it anyway would you rather take kratos or spawn spawn i mean spawn i'm a 90s boy come yeah, on he's so- <laughs> <laughs> i i i'll be honest man like watching uh i went back and watched uh superhero beatdown or not superhero beatdown i'm sorry death battle and again, I found myself like cheering for Spawn, but I was kind of like, I hope Kratos pulls this off. But I knew Kratos was going to lose anyway. But I was like, Kratos, come on, Kratos. <laughs> you have a great story. <laughs> All right. last, last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. I mean, <laughs> I'm inclined to go with I think everybody's favorite curse word uh but honestly and i don't even know if this counts because it's it's so tame these days but uh just a good damn or damn it yeah. always does it for me you know it's so simple and again it's so tame compared to everything else but like just a well-placed one really does it for me yeah you're absolutely right actually that's, <laughs> that's such a good one too yeah <laughs> Well, that is it for the three count podcast, 10 count questions. All I need from you, though, Antonio, is to let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. All right. This is my favorite part of every podcast. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on all social media. It's either at Tron Pilgrim 
or at Tron Pilgrim 87, you will know which one is me. Um, and again, like you can, uh, you can always find me on Nerds of the Round Table, whether it's on YouTube and uh, Cliff is always there with, well, almost always there with me, <laughs> almost. Uh, Nerds of the Round Table on YouTube. And again, if you're an audio listener, you can find us on every audio podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Uh, like Nerds of the Roundtable on Facebook, facebook.com slash Real Nerds of the Roundtable. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds underscore. And yeah, also shout out to the home of Nerds of the Roundtable, anchor.fm slash nerds. That's where it all started. So that's where it all started when we we're like recording it, like through the phone oh, yeah. call. <laughs> oh, yeah. Way back in the day. I said, but it was four years ago. So <laughs> there's gone, we've gone through so many evolutions of this show. It's been of the oh, show, yeah. it's been ridiculous. But oh, yeah. that is it, and that is everything that we have here for the three count podcast presents now entering the ring. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. As I said, as we leave and earn our way up to the peak of this mountain, I am your Sherpa. That's right, but it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today we have had Antonio Padilla in the ring with me today. So, guys, you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there, or you just you just wait till this episode ends. You wait till the outro happens, and I guarantee one of our videos is gonna play next. Peace. What's going on, three count nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.